Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. You are listening to The Real Talk Show. This is uh, episode four, and uh, my special guest today is none other than my beautiful girlfriend, my beautiful bride, as she knows she is, Alexia. Say hi. Hello. And it is a cold January day and uh the chiefs are about to be playing in a little bit so you know yeah i'm like over here kind of shivering just a little bit you know and i don't even know why the hell i got the window open but <laughs> no, you dumb me okay so babe tell us a little bit about yourself uh for those of uh us that don't know you um tell us like where you're from and uh like what you're currently doing right now okay well i'm 20 years old and i'm from cape may new jersey but i'm living in Newark, Delaware right now. Um, I moved here to go to cosmetology school at Paul Mitchell and I graduated at the end of November in 2019. But that's not what I'm doing right now. I'm actually working in the interior design field and I'm, I couldn't be happier with it. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So wait, tell us a little bit more about like uh, interior design. Like what exactly does like does that mean? Like your responsibilities uh, when it comes to that? Um, it depends on each job that you get. So um, you'll basically get a client and they'll, they obviously have a house for you to work on. And you are responsible for either, it depends on how big the project is. It depends on either um, if you're just filling in the house with furniture or you are knocking down walls. And then that comes into um, interior design. The decorating and design is completely different. Um, I'm more into the decorating area, so I take care of like the painting, the color scheme, the furniture, where things are going, and basically just adding more character to a plain home and making it something bigger. So. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, most definitely. You know, at some point, you should really try to get that done here in Delaware somehow, some way, because you know there are a lot of things. Somehow, here. some way. Because <laughs> <laughs> Delaware, you know. I tell you, you know, it's 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 dull over here to say the least. I mean, I remember when you know you took me up to uh, to Cape May and everything. I was just like up there, and I'm like, wow, look at this, like the whole place. I mean, literally, you know, it's just like a very vibrant town. You know, it's got all kinds of things going on. Very beautiful. You showed me some of the homes that are up there, and I was just like, holy fuck, to say the least. But yeah, yeah well, yeah, that's uh, that's very good. So tell me, what exactly made you want to? come down to Delaware for for cosmetology because I feel like you you know you could probably do that pretty much almost anywhere maybe or, or maybe I'm wrong I'm not sure I'm pretty sure that, that there are like places in Florida Vegas California where that stuff's probably bigger than like in Delaware I mean because you know I'll just tell you as a Delawarean myself and then just a lot of other people I'm sure that are listening that are like from Delaware kind of like you know we're all thinking like why do people actually move down here to Delaware for any reason so I'm a mama's girl, so I didn't want to move too far from home, but I also wanted to get out of the whole small town feel. Little did I know that Delaware had the same feel, just a little bit bigger, but um, I don't regret it or anything. I just don't want to be too far from home, and it's a two-hour drive, and obviously the prices are cheaper, and there's more shopping. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is definitely true. You know, if you ever come down here for like Black Friday or a lot of people that are not from Delaware come down to Delaware for like Black Friday shopping because it's all tax free. Uh, certain things are cheaper, certainly not the property value of any of the uh, apartments or, you know, any of the houses around here, you yeah. know, for what you get, it does seem to be a little excessive, little expensive. But yeah, yeah. and um, around Cape May, there's 
not much to do when it comes to like the cosmetology programs like there's tech schools but they don't offer the best education so obviously if I wanted to get into the field I wanted to get my best education I could get so yeah. Paul Mitchell definitely offered that for me yeah most definitely Paul Mitchell is, is definitely pretty well known mm -hmm. in and everything yeah so yeah. you know I could see why as far as location and then the type of school uh, and everything you know Paul Mitchell would definitely be uh, the one I guess so yeah yeah if I didn't go to Paul Mitchell I wouldn't have had the opportunity to go to California for the caper event which had all of like the celebrity stylists and everything the schools around me in Cape May they don't offer anything like that so it was kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime experience and it was a lot of fun so yeah oh I remember that I remember when you went to California uh for that and everything so yeah, yeah the, you seemed like you had a great time so I really missed you a lot when you went how could you not I know right <laughs> Okay, guys, but um, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, today's topic of uh, the day, the episode, which is overcoming depression. And um, unfortunately, uh, Alexia does have um, some uh, depression, and uh, I'm sure she would agree that it is uh, very challenging for her to live with on a uh, daily basis. So, babe, tell us a little bit. Um, how long have you been dealing with depression or like how long have you been aware of it? Because for those of us that don't know, and which I guess does include myself, is it something that you're born with or is it something that I guess gradually comes or creeps into your life uh, over time? I'd say it's an unhealthy mixture of both. And I think it'd be easier to say I can't remember the last time I felt normal or like I didn't have the weight of the world on my shoulders. Depression is something you're born with. It's a chemical imbalance in your brain. So your brain doesn't let off enough endorphins and the endorphins are like your happy hormones and everything. Um, so some of us unfortunately don't get as many as you may get. So that can lead into different problems. Um, you can treat that with medication or if you want to take the healthier route, um, you can go and talk to somebody professionally, which I do both, and it helps a lot. Um, but unfortunately, what doesn't help is some of us have traumatic events happen throughout our life and everything, and that definitely um, heightens everything. So I'd, that's why I'd say it's a mixture of everything. Right, yeah. So it's something that, uh, unfortunately, you know, yourself and as well as other people that do suffer from this are already predisposed to. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the same time, I mean, if just negative things go on in your life, it definitely just like adds to it. And it more so traumatic, not just negative. And then it it happens in the past and everything. And it kind of like it goes co in hand with PTSD, which I was also diagnosed with. Um, it just it comes up now. Not anything specific, but all of those bad things that happen do tend to come up later, um, such as like the emotions or like that heavy feeling that you might have. Just like when you're really sad because um, something bad to you happened earlier in the morning um, and you're upset through the rest of the day and you feel really down. But um, I would say not to say normal, but normal people get to get through it and snap out of it when unfortunately we can't just snap out of it. We feel like everything's against us. Like we have two devils on both of our shoulders telling us you're not worth it or um, you're a mess up. So it's not something you can just snap out of. 
Right. Yeah. And I think that's actually because I researched this ahead of time, obviously, before, uh, you know, in preparation for uh, this podcast. But like psychoanalysts or psychiatrists will say, um, you know, this is not something that uh, somebody with who is suffering from this uh, can just snap out of. It's not a thing like just, oh, get over yourself and it's all good and, and everything. So and I feel like that's probably something that I guess a lot of people, if there's anybody out there that's listening to this right now who is either with or has somebody in their family that does suffer from depression, but you yourself do not, maybe that's a challenge that you have because, you know, it's hard for you to understand. You can't understand why uh, this person can't just snap out of it. So, um, I mean, myself included um, and and everything, I was ignorant of uh, some of the facts. Um, Well, it's frustrating for both of the parties. So, yeah, most definitely. I mean, what do you say to people like that who just... You know, I guess maybe they're just they're totally ignorant of it or they're just totally unwilling to accept the fact that these people, they just they can't seem to understand in in their mind that the person with depression, you know, can just snap out of it somehow. Well, there's nothing to say other than you just don't get it. Um, And it's actually a very frustrating feeling. And it actually makes us feel kind of like powerless and like we have no control when somebody tells you like oh just snap out of it or just do this to make yourself feel better well you don't do this so how do you expect yourself to feel better and that makes us feel even worse because if we could do those things to make us feel better don't you think we would you know so it is really frustrating knowing that nobody really gets it um because it's like you're screaming at somebody and they're just not hearing you when they're right in front of you. And it's a very like crippling feeling. So, um, it's not really something you can explain, but yeah, no, I, I, I guess I, I get that as much as I can understand it. Um, just given the fact that I don't suffer from, uh, depression and Mm -hmm. and everything, but I can, I can picture that in my mind and I can see definitely, um, how frustrating, uh, that would, uh, definitely be. So, but, You know, let me ask you something. What exactly is your greatest challenge when battling depression? Because I'm sure that there are there are multiple aspects of it. I think everybody that suffers from it probably deals with it in their own way. What's been your your biggest challenge with it? Like, what do you find most difficult when it comes to dealing with it? It's definitely most difficult keeping close friendships and relationships because Again, not everybody gets it, and we tend to push people away because, again, those little devils on our shoulders are telling us, nobody likes you, or she's looking at you wrong, he's thinking this about you, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough. So you create this, I guess, different reality in your head where everything's against you, and you act out that way, so you tend to isolate yourself from everybody else. Or even when somebody is really close to you, um, they do see like how maybe negative you can be and that definitely pushes them away. So trying to keep upbeat all the time and trying to keep up with everybody else and how they live every day, it's, it's very, it's tiring. It can be really hard keeping up with everybody else. So then you just, you do want to be alone and everything. And you get really upset because nobody understands and you think that maybe they're just better off without you in their life and everything. So you isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Hmm. Well, you know, you've been able to maintain some pretty good friendships uh, over the years, I've, uh, I've noticed, and, and everything. What exactly would you say, was it about either yourself or maybe those friends that you were able to maintain a decent rapport with? I mean, uh, because, I mean, you know, obviously, I, I see you on a daily basis, and, um, you know, you always have friends that are contacting you and are like, Hey, let's go do this. And, you know, you seem to know a lot of people and, you know, a lot of people seem to think pretty highly of you. So, I mean, like, so tell me what, what exactly for those out there that are maybe listening to this right now that do suffer, uh, as you do from this, but I guess maybe aren't able to keep any type of rapport with anybody, whether it's uh, personally or professionally, like what are some of the, the tricks to the, to the game or, you know, what are some of the tactics I guess that you use to maintain, uh, those relationships. I mean, because you've obviously also re- maintained, you know, a romantic relationship with me. So, <laughs> well, luckily, I can say there's no tactics. Um, I just choose to surround myself with better people. So, th- the friendships that I have kept, um, I'm lucky to to have them. I mean, they've been there through thick and thin, especially you. But my friends from school, I mean, some of them were from elementary school, some are from that I met in high school, we got really close, and we still talk to this day. And I mean, they're always there for me. We don't talk every day, but I know that they're there. And I guess there is one tactic, don't make it all about you, even though depression is um, a very selfish disease. Your mind does tell you, me, 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 why me, poor me. But you need to kind of think like, okay, if they're always there for you, listening to you, you definitely need to listen to them as well, even if you don't want to. It is also good to listen to other people's problems because you can think like, I'm not the only one that's going through things. Maybe my feelings are a little bit more intense, but everybody still has their their down days as well. So you can't be like insensitive towards them either. You know, I can't compare your problems either. So that's definitely helped me with my friendships with you. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs, but we bounce back better than ever. And I mean, you've been more than patient with me. So I'd say, (laughs) what is your tactic? (laughs) Oh, what's my (laughs) tactic? Oh, boy. Yeah, the question bounced back on me. Oh, boy. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one. I didn't see that coming, but yeah, it's a good question. This so. is my podcast now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. You pretty much took over just right there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, wow. Okay, so what is my tactic? Well, um, I mean, I, I guess I, I won't phrase it as tactic because it seems a little disingenuous, I guess, I guess if you will, and everything. So, you know, I apologize for my poor wording in that regard. But um, as far as, okay, as far as what I do, And for those of you that are listening who, I guess, maybe you have somebody in your family that does suffer from depression or whether you have a friend or it's your boyfriend or girlfriend, um, you know, if you're on the other side of it, uh, as I am, uh, if you're in my shoes, my particular case, I, I do my best to be reassuring. I do my best to be very reassuring and to, I guess, um, comfort her. I do my best to comfort you, and uh, I do my very best to reassure you to let you know that I'm not going anywhere. I'm not giving up on you. I might get frustrated with you from time to time. I do my best, despite my frustration, despite many of the other things that I might be feeling. Um, you know, my love for you hasn't wavered. It's not going to waver. 
And if you just, if you show the person that you love that is going through this, that you're not going to give up and you do your best to be reassuring, you do your best to be understanding and you really do your best to show those things. And uh, on top of all of it too, be comforting. You know, comforting is kind of like one of those things. It's very, um, it can almost, it'll, it'll really help the person simmer down. So, um, I mean, <laughs> I'm not at all trying to say that, that you are the baby in this case, babe, but I'm just kind of use this as an example. It's kind of like, it's kind of, think of it this way, guys. It's like having a, an infant, like a, a, cre- a crying and a, a screaming baby. They just like, they can't, <laughs> they can't help it. They really can't. But that's like you, you know, just being there, holding them, giving them the pacifier. And then the next thing you know, they're just suddenly they're silent, they're calm, you pat them on the back a little bit, and then they're sound asleep. And uh, it's good. I mean, it's it's not always as simple as that, as I will, I will say, but it's definitely something that you can do. It's probably the best thing that you can do and and everything because like i said you they them they feel like the world is against them they feel like nobody's there for them they feel like they are alone and if you show them otherwise they tend to act a little bit differently so that's my that's what i do slash tactic so yeah that was a good question now well thank you welcome to my podcast yeah (laughs) i also want to throw out there that I have a very close friend to me that also suffers with severe depression. And although sometimes I don't get where she's coming from, I need to, you, I mean, everybody needs to realize that just because you don't understand where somebody's coming from or you think what they're going through is just silly or they have nothing to be upset about, it's, it doesn't matter. I mean, they're still human. They're, they're still feeling sad. And you need to realize they can't control what they're feeling or what they're thinking. If you are upset about anything and you felt so strongly about it, but somebody right next to you told you it's no big deal, kind of laughed at you, just imagine like feeling like that every day. Nobody understands. So you need to try your hardest to try to understand, but if you don't, still be there for them, you know? Yeah, most definitely. And just be reassuring and say, everything will be okay. But don't ever tell somebody what they need to do to, to get out of this depressed state or what they should do because they'll figure it out. Just make sure they know always that you're always there for them. Most definitely, yeah. And, you know, that's something that I, I myself have learned over time. I mean, not just with you, but just with a lot of other people in general. Because, you know, one thing I've noticed is people in general, there, there are some people out there that are more compassionate than others. But what, in my opinion, makes somebody very compassionate is when they themselves have gone through the same thing that another person is suffering from. So take, for example, I won't say, uh, you know, who this person is, but uh, this person I've known for my entire life, he was just very um, kind of like, it's funny, you know, he, he didn't really come from, he didn't have a very challenged life by any means. I mean, he had his own obstacles and his own difficulties, but he was just very quick to kind of look at other people. Uh, you know, I can remember he was very quick to look at other people and kind of go, oh, well, you know, like I remember at one point he, he looked at a a homeless person on the side of the road and he was just kind of like, Hey man, tough who cares or not, 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 not like who cares, but more like, 
but more like, uh, like, Hey, you know, life is tough. You know what I mean? Tough. Just basically he was very quick to, to dismiss it. And, um, and I don't know, you know, for, and, and it's not that he meant any harm. He just didn't understand or was choosing not to understand. And I kind of thought to myself, I was just kind of like, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty bad. You know, that's, that's very, that's not very, uh, understanding or that's not very, uh, sympathetic or empathetic because I mean, don't you think of this person, if they really had something truly better to do or, you know, not saying that they couldn't do something to get themselves out of that situation, but don't, you know, if they had a really nice home to go back to or something like that, don't you think they would? And don't you think they, you know, wouldn't be out there in the 90 degree heat with the sun beating down on them or and the cold. yeah, or the cold and everything. It's just kind of like, you know, like there, my point is, is that there's, there are people out there, regardless of reasoning, regardless of anything else, they're doing what they're doing for a reason. And it's not always the best reason or the best, they're not always in the best heads, headspace or best of circumstances. So just like a homeless person can't really help themselves all that much. It's just, I mean, comparing that to somebody with depression or even anxiety, um, I have a very, very soft spot for the less fortunate just because some choose to live that way. Some don't, but even the ones that choose that, I mean, there's something deeper than just the lack of motivation. Um, having depression leads to the lack of motivation. The things that used to excite you or used to get you springing out of bed in the morning just don't do that for you anymore. So just like the less fortunate living on the streets and everything, they are walked by every day, ignored, looked at, so people are so quick to judge them and think, oh, they're gross, they're this, they're lazy, they're low lives, but they're not. They're actual human beings. And I know sometimes you get a little annoyed with me. We'll be walking around and I will open my purse up and I will hand the less fortunate something, whether it's $2 or $10. That's what helps me. That makes me feel really good because having somebody know that they're noticed is a really great feeling. So with depression, sometimes you feel like you're unnoticed. You either feel like you have a spotlight on you in the room and everybody's looking at you like, ew, or some days you just feel like a shadow in the mm -hmm. room. And that makes me really upset for people that are just walked by every day, you know? Yeah. Um, just like the last time we were in Philly, this guy Everybody was walking by him, ignoring him, and he was reaching out to everybody, whether, I mean, he just wanted some cash, okay? I don't yeah. care what it's for. I remember but it's, it's right in front of uh, Gino's or Gino's yeah. Steakhouse. Or the, I don't uh, care what he's using it for, but it's deeper than the $2 that I gave him that he was very ecstatic about. It was $2, and I mean, it was all I had on me, <laughs> mm -hmm. and he was very, very thankful and everything, and very... He was like, happy new year and everything. And I just saw like this light in his eyes. Like I wanted to hug him so bad. You know, you could tell he was like, somebody noticed me today. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't know. I might've been the only person that noticed him in a whole entire week, you know? Right. Imagine yeah. just being ignored all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, when you ignore me over the phone for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> He turned into a shit on session but go ahead <laughs> no but i'm just saying like everyone's situation sometimes they don't have all the control and everything and you might think they're all 
they're thinking to themselves like oh poor me everybody needs to help me but maybe just be that person and give the lending hand because one one little simple gesture could change somebody's outlook on just about anything right yeah well yeah and that's kind of that that goes back to sorry for rambling no that's okay (laughs) yeah yeah that's what we're here for but like that actually kind of what you just said literally goes back to what i was saying which is you know you because you suffer in a particular way you have compassion because you know Mm -hmm. this person that i was previously talking about didn't have any compassion or he didn't have as much compassion as I guess some people would say that he should have. Well, it was very strange. And, you know, I I never said this to him because I just felt like it wasn't my place. And I also didn't want to come across as snooty or, or rude by any means. He eventually had an issue where, you know, it was something that was truly out of his control. I felt very bad for him. And, uh, but he was suffering from, um, his own issue. And, uh, you know, to a lot of people, um, they were just kind of like, Oh gee, snap out of it. Come on. What's wrong with you? This, that, and the third, but no, he was actually, uh, he was suffering from, from a, uh, from an issue that, uh, that he had. And, um, you know, it was very strange once, once he suffered and once he, you know, saw how, difficult it was to live like this that and the third on a daily basis he suddenly developed a compassion that I've never seen him have before he was suddenly going and attending meetings when it came to this particular thing he was suddenly going and he was you know willing to lend a hand speak to people talk to people see you know and try to help other people that were uh, dealing with the same issue uh, that he had And, you know, I I was just, I was amazed to see it because, uh, you know, I was told that's what he went and he was doing now on a daily basis because, you know, the, the, his issue, his episode is pretty much over. It's gone. It's done and over with. He weathered the storm and now he's perfectly fine. He's back to normal, but he still remembers and he goes and he does his best to go out and reach out and try to help other people. Like he literally goes and volunteers his time, his own free time. And he goes and does these types of things. And, you know, I just, I, I, you know, a great example of just showing that like tough times can make you stronger and it does, you know, that's what makes life life. Yeah, most definitely. You go through something and then you kind of spread the, Mm -hmm. Compassion, I guess. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. My, my point is, though, is that he had no compassion before. And now suddenly he does because, you know, because he suffered through, th- th- uh, you know, from it himself. And I was just like, and I wanted to say to him, I didn't say it, though. I wanted to say to him, I, I kind of wanted to be like, huh, huh, kind of like, you know, you for years would look at other people that were suffering, maybe not suffering from what you were just suffering from, but you would look at them and kind of go, hey, tough, you know, those were his words. And it was just kind of like, it was just weird when the shoe was on the other foot, he understood and he didn't like it when other people were telling him, hey, 
tough, man, come right. on, you know, or, or whatever. And it's just like, and now suddenly he's very compassionate. So, and you know, to, to no fault of his own, it's not like he was out there trying to be a dickhead or malicious by any means. He just didn't get it. And, but now he does because now like, you know, he's, he's very, he's very compassionate to it and he's got a soft spot to, to those types of things now. And there's and, a reason for everything. Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, it's just weird. So people, so I guess my point in, you know, I'm sorry, I was very long winded about it, but you know, my, my point in saying all of this is they won't have the same compassion for those that are suffering as those that have already suffered through it or are suffering through it. And it's just weird when they do suddenly suffer through it, they suddenly have that compassion. You know what I mean? So human beings in general are, are very quick to kind of um, latch on or just pay attention to their own devices or their own their own issues and, and everything. I guess that's just that's just human nature. All right. And now, you know, moving on to the next question, I guess another thing, both myself as well as I'm sure the audience would love to know is, you know, can you describe the difference between depression as in the actual condition versus uh, just being sad due to a bad situation or an unforeseen circumstance in life or in your life? Because I feel like a lot of people, they tend to think that depression is maybe a condition or something or maybe to them it's not a condition but it's something that's purely spurred on like when people say oh, i'm feeling depressed today yeah like or they, i'm depressed they, about losing my job yeah like okay. it must be like uh, i guess they they tend to think it, it's purely a circumstantial type of thing it's, it's spurred right. on by some type of maybe a tragedy or yeah. something it's so. one of the biggest misunderstandings when it comes to the illness one of the common misunderstandings about depression is that it's very similar to feeling sad or down. Many people with depression do feel sadness, um, but it is much more severe than just being sad about um, a bad day at work or a breakup or losing a friend or your dog just running away, you know. It's, it's just much more severe emotions that can come and go in response to life events so you could be up and down you know um just because somebody with depression seems to be or appears to be feeling a little bit better this week than last week they're not just better you know what i mean they're finding it easier to cope with but the depression just doesn't go away it has its highs and its lows but the symptoms of depression can last for months or even years where sadness is like you said it depends on like the circumstance. It could that you could be sad for a week, you'd be sad for a night, two nights, but those are two completely different things. And that's what's very frustrating to people that do have um, depression. The people that who are diagnosed with depression professionally, it's very offensive because when people are like, "Oh, I'm just feeling so depressed," or like, "I'm just depressed today," it's kind of like it feels like you're getting stabbed in your heart a little bit when somebody says that depression's not really something to like joke about or just throw around right. and people don't really think it's something that's actually a severe thing or a very serious situation because a lot of people downplay it a lot where they're like yeah like i'm depressed like i'm sad but they don't realize like when they're saying that there's actually people that are really suffering through each day they struggle getting up every morning and they're losing sleep they can't eat or they overeat or they have some people have lack of compassion and and some people with depression actually have the most compassion going back to like what we said before 
depression can interrupt like your career your work your relationships friendships or even just like regular everyday activities that nobody would even think would be difficult to go through but sometimes for us we have to like plan a while ahead to be able to do so when somebody else is like oh yeah let's go do this sometimes we need to like work up to doing something like that yeah i totally understand that i mean now to the best of your ability right now if you can articulate How exactly does it feel to have depression? Like, let's start from the very beginning. Like when you, when you wake up in the morning, like how exactly does it feel or your lack of waking up in the morning, I guess, because maybe you were up all night and you, you couldn't really sleep. Can you tell, take us from the very beginning, like what it feels like in the AM during the day, all the way to the PM at night? Well, like I said, some days are better than others, but most of the time you feel just kind of helpless or hopeless going to sleep at night and then going to wake up in the morning um going to sleep at night it's really hard because your mind is just going and going and going and you just have this heavy feeling on you where it's like the world's ending kind of thing depression definitely makes sleeping very problematic or some people just sleep all the time when they're depressed it's it can go one or two ways i'm the kind of person that has trouble going to sleep at night and I won't fall asleep until three or four in the morning, maybe five or six. And then maybe I'll sleep the rest of the next day, which also doesn't help with your depression. So when it is tough to get out of bed, you really just have to force yourself. You may not want to get out of bed or you may not have the energy, but forcing yourself to do stuff and getting in a rhythm and everything will definitely create a habit of getting out of bed and just doing the small things, clean the house, go to the gym and go spend time with a friend, even as hard as it may be, you don't want to, you don't feel like, um, socializing or it may be hard to fake a smile or fake like a laugh. It's very hard. Go to somebody that's really close to you and that understands and just give them a heads up. Like I'm having a really hard time today. Let's, can we just spend some time together? And, They should understand. If not, then you're asking the wrong person. Some mornings, um, again, are easier than others. So I will have no problem getting up in the morning. I'll feel super happy and I'm like, today is going to be a great day. But then maybe 10 minutes later, an hour later, or even towards the end of the day, the smallest thing can happen and that can set me right back to how yesterday was, the, the darker day. It's really kind of a control game. You could either let the depression control your mind or you can really just try to fight it, even as tiring as it is. Take control some days, not every day. Kind of grab it by the balls, I guess, and just say, no, this is what I'm doing today and this is how I'm feeling. And it's okay not to be able to do that, but just try. Because if you're not trying, you really can't help yourself. So I guess this goes like this goes hand in hand with this. Um, a lot of us lose pleasure or joy in life, even just like the simple things. And we have a hard time concentrating on things or focusing on things, making decisions or reading, watching television can sometimes seem taxing with depression because people can't clearly, um, follow or really understand what's really happening because you're so, it's like, you just are like this dark cloud. Not everything is so clear as it may seem to somebody else 
you know, you, you kind of talked a little bit earlier about how, like or earlier in the, in, in this episode, you did talk a little bit about how like you, uh, you felt like a lot of people, nobody understands you. Um, you're not as good or you're less like, what exactly does that do to you? Like self-esteem wise is self-esteem like a, a huge issue? Because like, I feel like, cause I feel like some people, you know, there have been extraordinary people who have, uh, achieved great success who do have depression and everything. But would you say that maybe they had self-esteem issues? Like what, what's yes. been your challenge when it comes to that? Um, self-esteem can be kind of absent you know um like I said you could feel worthless or like a failure at just about everything you do and that leads into like why even try and then that's what leads into lack of motivation so um we tend to dwell on the negative so again like that goes into like what we were talking about earlier with the whole keeping friendships and relationships it could be kind of hard because we do dwell on the negative and we're kind of like poor me why me because it does really feel that way nobody likes to keep negative energy or negative people around them so it does take somebody pretty special to stick around um with somebody that has depression and a very stronger person to deal with somebody that has depression so i just want to say kudos to you Ray. yeah that's me right there <laughs> uh-huh moi um <laughs> <laughs> um thank you though babe i really do appreciate that Continue. Yeah, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes we're unable to see positive qualities and things. It may take a little bit more for us to see them, you know, whether it's in ourselves and somebody else in a situation. Um, we're so quick to see the negative right away because, like I said, it's like this dark cloud, basically. You have no control over it. But um, fortunately, I've been training myself to try to think positive. Um, you know, Ray, I mean, I have a hard time doing that sometimes. And like, you're the most positive person I've ever met in my life. And that really, really helps. So definitely surround yourself with better people because they will be your motivation because those are who you have in your life and everything. And you don't want to lose somebody like that because if you do and when you do, you will helplessly feel hopeless. Well, babe, I, I really, like I said, I, I want to say thank you again for, you know, just giving me that as far as being a positive person i do my best it's it's not easy sometimes too positive but yeah. it's okay <laughs> yeah i do my best you know what i mean a, a lot of it at least in my regard it, it's a it's a frame of mind and you know i i do my best to be positive with myself but also to exude positivity to everyone around me so especially those that i care about oh you know just a thought i really wanted to kind of you know th this really actually just popped right into my head so um does depression have anything is there any correlation between that and eating or lack of eating because I remember there were plenty of times like you know you you just I don't know like you wouldn't eat you know what I mean like you know you're just you would either not eat at all or you would just you wouldn't eat a healthy amount of food uh each and every day you're telling me you're just like oh you would some sometimes say suddenly i'm hungry i haven't eaten all day or whatever i only ate this today i'm like you know it's like nine o'clock at night like you've been up since what hour i'm like and you haven't eaten or anything like so i, I mean i don't know can can you tell us a little bit about that if there is any correlation if at all yes so <clears throat> Food sometimes just seems non-appetizing. I know 
sounds a little funny, right? <laughs> um, but uh, some of us don't want to eat anything and have to force ourselves to eat, and that can definitely result in weight loss. Or some people have this different coping mechanism where they have like this, I guess, like comfort eating, and obviously that results in um, gaining weight. Unfortunately, for a while I couldn't eat, but now um, what really fixed that was chaining food to like positive things. So like when Ray and I or my mom and I would um, go out to get something to eat, I wasn't hungry, but like we were having a great time and everything. So I would try to eat what I could without like like feeling like sick or anything. And like eventually it just gradually started to... um, I mean, I think I eat a pretty healthy amount now. You just need to like correlate everything to like positive things because um, when I wasn't eating was because uh, my depression was really heightened at the time. I was just always thinking so negatively and so poorly. And when I was eating, I would just, whether I was feeling okay in that moment, I was like, okay, let me try this. And then all of a sudden my mind would go to these negative things and then I would just feel sick immediately and I couldn't eat. I would just put the plate down or whatever it was. And then it, would just, it made me not want to even try to eat anymore. So again, just try to correlate eating to like positive things if you have depression and you're having a hard time eating. For people who overeat when they're depressed, I just recommend seeing a doctor because that can just be really unhealthy and you don't want that to get too far because not eating isn't you know being comfortable but comfort eating or eating your feelings that can tend to be um an unhealthy habit that you'll have so yeah okay yeah because I wondered about that for a long time and you know because I can say for me personally when I'm in a good and when I'm in a very positive mood um I I like to eat like I'll delve into a ton of food so uh and everything there are times here and there when i'm kind of mad or i'm feeling kind of negative when i'll still eat um and everything. you eat a lot so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that but i, I also want to say like there aren't many times when i just sit and eat by myself unless i'm in like a great great mood i find it um i find that i eat when i'm with my friends or i'm with ray or i'm with my mom or we're going somewhere or like we're out the mall and like I will build up an appetite because I am in my mind's busy. I'm not worrying about the negative things. You know what I mean? So weight loss and weight gain isn't the only thing that is the physical downside of depression. Um, You can actually experience some like aches and pains and some people experience like headaches. They get nauseous. They get body aches, sometimes flu-like. And other body aches may occur too. And that's when you do want to see a doctor so you can really get a hold of what's really going on and get to the root of it. And Yeah, most definitely. Well, yeah, sheesh. I mean, you know, I should really just refer them all to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm your therapist. Yeah, sometimes. I could use a little bit of therapy here and there. Everybody. I, I mean, I think everybody should. Yeah. Everybody needs somebody to listen to. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, and, and that's one of the biggest things, I guess, for me growing up to a degree. I used to always, because, you know, I I was sad a lot as a teenager and just growing up, just growing pains, you know, and trying to find my way, 
trying new things, fucking up here, fucking up there. And that's normal. Yeah, it's normal and everything. But, you know, I, um, but after just reaching out and talking to people, you know, friends of mine, I realized I wasn't the only one that was suffering and that was, you know, going through some of these growing pains because I use, I always used to think everybody else out there was having a great time and I wasn't, I was the only person that wasn't, but I, you know, even people who who you see out there that are on all these great lavish vacations, I've read articles about some people, they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, they took a great uh, vacation in like Maui or like Hawaii or some, some great place in the world. And, you know, they're posting all over Instagram, they're all over their shit with this. And they're just like, and you would think, yeah, you, you, you know, you would think, oh my God, this person must be the happiest person in the world. You know, they got all this money, they got this or whatever. Sometimes but they, that's definitely not the case. Yeah. Because they, they're the most miserable. Yeah, they are. And it's just like some people, they, you know, and, and they even, admitted it in an article later on they were just kind of like you know that was actually one of the lowest points of my life and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like what like and that ties into the whole social media thing not everything is what it seems so oh yeah definitely not so not everything that you see on social media is the reality um and a lot of us i mean i can probably say that almost everybody including myself uh, we compare ourselves to everybody on social media, whether they have a nicer body or they are prettier or they're doing better or, you know, they are going on all these vacations, like you just said, but nobody's life is perfect and they're fighting their own demons just like you are. So you really shouldn't compare yourself to anybody, even though it's really hard on social media. That's why you should probably minimize your time on social media. And yes, I should take my own advice. (laughs) But I know somebody who posts things that obviously aren't true because I know them. And by posting those things, I feel like maybe they have something that they think they need to prove when nobody has to prove anything to anybody. So what you see on social media, just know like that's not the truth. Or that might not be the truth, okay? I'm not speaking for everybody, but for most people, things are a little bit tweaked on the internet, so. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, yeah, and, you know, honestly, I can attest to that as well. I know so many people who do that. Um, I mean, one person in particular, uh, this guy, you know, runs his own business, or I guess he was running his own, I don't know. I mean, he just like, and he, he posts all over on Instagram every day. He's got this, he's got that, he's got this and all these things. And I'm just sitting here, I'm thinking to myself like, wow, like this guy's running his own business and you know, it must be really happy. He's got all these different things, materialistic types of things and, and whatnot. And that's the other thing too. I feel like those types of people, they, they post a lot of their like their materialistic to type keep of up thing. with the story that they have yeah mm-hmm. and whatnot none of it's ever truly like something personal within you know and a lot of it's materialistic things and this person you know did all this and you know and i guess you know was was putting it on and i was just kind of like wow i was like you know he must be really happy and it was like he's got all these things and this that and the third i was like happy for him great you know what i mean uh and whatnot and then eventually one day i kind of caught up with him a little bit i was talking to him i just said hey man i was like you know see you're out there making big moves i was like how's life how's everything going and you know you would have thought somebody like that would have been like oh yeah man i got got this going on i just started this i did that you would have thought they would have been happy and energetic but instead and i couldn't believe this he just was like eh 
same shit, different day. And I literally was just sitting there and I was just kind of like, wait, what? Like, I just, I couldn't believe that he didn't come with any type of energy. It was just, eh, same shit, different day. And he just, he didn't seem happy at all. And then, you know, of course, later on, I, you know, cause I, I, I knew somebody actually that worked for him. Uh, for a little while. It was actually a buddy of mine. I actually got him a job working for him for a little bit. And I was just kind of like, what exactly? uh, Or, you know, he was just telling me some stuff. He was just kind of like, yeah, no, I stopped working there or whatever. And I was like, why? Oh, you know, it just wasn't exactly a good company, this, that, and the third. And he was just kind of like, you know, the other thing too, though, is just like the guy's getting sued. You know what I mean? I was like, he's getting sued. What do you mean he's getting sued? He was just kind of like, well, you know, there's just some mal business practices. There's this, there's that, there's the third and over here and whatever. He just kind of goes, you know, I went and I picked up the mail one day. He just goes and I looked through the letters and he goes, he had like 18 different lawsuits <laughs> from like 18 different people or something like that. Or, and then apparently eventually it became like a class action lawsuit or something like that. Company kind of went down. I don't know. Some, something of that sort happened and everything. And I was kind of like, wow. So, yeah, I mean you know, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Don't believe everything that you see on social media because it's not always true. So not that it leads to depression by any means, but I feel like that type of stuff, because they've even done studies that shows that those types of things, I guess, do make people sad. You know what I mean? Because they're always constantly, they're constantly comparing themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and it's just like, I mean, I think you people, you could be totally fine with it as long as you know how to put it into proper perspective. And Seeing things like that, comparing yourself leads to the lack of Mm self-esteem and that can actually develop depression in somebody. Well, hey, I got uh, one more question for you, babe, and um, I'm pretty sure everybody else is wondering this too. So to your knowledge thus far, because obviously you're going to develop new ways of doing this as well, but how exactly do you manage slash overcome your depression? You just have to keep swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is no right or wrong way. So my way of managing things may not be the other person's way of managing. So this is just my my own personal day-to-day kind of thing. So um, staying active, I guess, and just keeping your mind going. What definitely helps me is going to the gym with you uh, because it's like you feel like you're doing something and it's like you're doing nothing but benefiting yourself, your mental health, your physical health, the way you look and all in all, just like how you feel. Cause after a good workout, it's like you, I don't know, you feel like, Oh, I've done something. And like that definitely helps you getting a better night's sleep too later that night. And then also going hiking is my favorite thing to do when I'm feeling down. You know that? Yeah, most definitely. (laughs) Yeah, the outdoors actually helps a lot. The fresh air and just like certain things that people just oversee and take for granted, like taking the scenic route of something rather than the quickest route, like go out and see things because experiencing things, it's like you have something to look forward to or it's more memories and that that helps your mind keep going rather than even if you're forcing yourself to go out, just go out and do it. Because once you're out, you're out there. What do you have to do once you're out there? Go look at things. Go experience things. Whether it's by yourself, with a boyfriend or a friend, a parent, anybody. Just make sure it's good company. Or sometimes even just your own company is the best as well. Sometimes it's hard to get out of bed. And I mean, some people may judge me for this. I don't care. I've I've overcome the 
whole judgment thing. Um, sometimes I just like to lay in bed from morning till night, and that is my coping mechanism of just ex- escaping from everything. And honestly, it's okay as long as you're not doing it every day. To do it here and there, it's okay. It you'll feel really lazy and everything, but it definitely pushes me for the next day to go out and do something. Some self quality time and self care, like. If you're a girl or a guy, it doesn't matter. Throw on a face mask, take like a good bath, cook yourself a nice meal, you know, have a glass of wine or two (laughs) or three. Rosé. What? I said (laughs) rosé. No. (laughs) Chardonnay. Chardonnay is right. She likes Chardonnay. (laughs) Another thing that helps me get through every day is every time like a dark thought or, um, a negative thought comes to my mind. Um, luckily, a lot of the times I can catch myself and just after thinking these thoughts or even I'll nip it in the butt a little bit, like I'll just say, but it's okay. And I, you have to keep telling yourself things could always be worse. Look at you. You're living in a beautiful home. You have great people in your life. You have all these things. And I sometimes I'm main culprit of looking at what I don't have rather than what I do have but like I said everything is like a mind game you need to play the game and try to win I mean that's all you can really do at that point so yeah most definitely now let me ask you this too uh just one last thing so and I want to know what advice uh do you have to others that are living with depression to just keep pushing and when you feel like giving up just don't you can't give in to the depression because that's just like letting the devil win um nothing lasts forever so you have to think even if you have to force yourself just tell yourself tomorrow is a new day even as as cliche as that sounds tomorrow in fact, is a new day. So that's only up to you to how you're going to deal with things the next day. And also the main thing is if you're having trouble finding things that intrigue you or finding things that you're interested in or things that used to excite you just aren't exciting you anymore, that used to lift you up and they're not doing that to you anymore, find new things. Stop trying to do things that you've done in the past or that helped you in the past. They're clearly not helping you anymore. So you need to find something new and finding that new thing. It may take a few weeks. It might even take you a year. But if you're if you're trying to find something that really helps you, that's all you can do and you you will find it. And once you do, you'll know and you just got to stick with it. And if that thing falls through and that doesn't interest you anymore, find something else. You have to find something that interests you because if you have nothing that interests you, you don't have an activity that you like to do or even a certain food that you like or the best, like your favorite restaurant to go to, just find something no matter how big or small it is. As long as you have that, that's something that's something to look forward to each day. And that's a reason to wake up every morning and just keep going. Yeah. Amen. Wow. I really like that. Oh. And that's another thing, actually. Every night, just give yourself a pat on the back and just say, I got through another day. Mm-hmm. And every day does make you stronger. Whether you feel like it or not, it really does. Yeah. 
positivity. I like that. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, very good, babe. So, well, hey, guys, I really hope uh, that you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you uh, found everything that uh, both Alexia and I said uh, being helpful. Uh, oh, and guys, I also wanted to mention, so uh, very soon uh, I will be uploading a video on YouTube about uh, being in my shoes when it comes to dating and dealing with somebody on a daily basis who does have depression and some of the things that you uh, would be best to do or things that you need to do in order to kind of help yourself cope as well. So because uh, living with depression is a very uh, challenging thing for Alexia and for everybody else that uh, does suffer from it, but it is also a challenge uh, being somebody who doesn't have depression, who loves somebody who does have a uh, depression. I just want to butt in and say that it's a really great thing that you're doing putting that out there because one night when we were having our differences and everything, I wanted so hard to, I mean, I wanted so badly to find something on the internet that maybe somebody else can explain to you what it's like or what you need to do to deal with somebody that has depression and everything. And there weren't many videos and gladly you're doing that. And I, I hope that, and I think it will help a lot of people out there. Yeah, most definitely. So thank you, babe. I really appreciate it. So when, yeah, and I hope, um, I hope you guys will uh, will go ahead and watch it uh, very soon. So I will let you guys know uh, when it is up and when it is uh, posted. And um, when I uh, upload this onto uh, SoundCloud or uh, whatever host that I'm using at the time, I will also uh, copy and paste uh, the link to uh, the YouTube video in the uh, description. So go ahead and uh, look out for it if you want to get the, uh, the raw uh, details in the uh, description as to uh, what it's like for me and how I deal with it on a daily basis. Thank you again, guys, for listening. So we will catch you guys next time. Say bye, Alexia. Toodaloo. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>